Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message on workplace wellness. Hi, this is Nick Coya with the Portage County Safety Council and the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation. We're here today at the Summit County Safety Council's 2019 Wellness Conference, learning about health and wellness in the workplace. And we are joined by Kay Francis from Kay's Keynotes and Michelle Francisco from the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation. Welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. We're excited to have you here. Kay, can you tell us just a little bit about your company and what your company does? I speak to different groups, corporations. Today it was a wellness fair. I speak on managing your stress, maintaining a positive attitude, sense of humor, all that kind of thing, peak performance pretty much. Okay, so you give presentations on all health-related kind of topics. Yes, yes. All right, and Michelle, you have an interesting job with the Ohio BWC. What's your role with our bureau? I have the honor at BWC to manage the statewide Ohio Safety Council program. We have 84 safety councils in the state of Ohio. Each one of them meets monthly on occupational safety and health issues. And it is a tremendous network all over the state where employers are gathering monthly to talk about issues impacting their workplace. All right. So, Kay, you just finished up a tremendous presentation. We heard a lot of people smiling and laughing and clapping out there. Oh, they were great. Yeah, Yeah. it sounded like it was a great time. We got to hear bits and parts of that between podcasts. I even heard a little singing, so we're going to have some questions (laughs) on that later. But uh, give us a little overcap. What was your presentation about? Well, the title is The Funny Thing About Stress. And I'm actually a former professional stand-up comedian. I did that for a number of years before I made the switch over into speaking. So I combined my health and wellness education with my passion for that, plus my background as a professional stand-up comedian to give fun and lively keynotes with hopefully some valuable information on helping people to manage their stress and just to operate more at their peak performance. So I have to ask, how does a comedian end up giving presentations on health and wellness? Where's that connection? Well, I was born... Daughter of a poor sharecropper. Oh, wait, that wasn't me. That was David Copperfield. Anyway, no, I I actually uh, went to college for various things. I was going to be a school teacher. Then I went back to school and got a master's in business. And through a whole series of circumstances, I actually worked for three companies in a row that went into bankruptcy. So I ended up, um, I was doing stand-up comedy as a hobby. I was living in Oklahoma City. And so then after three companies in a row went bankrupt, I just decided I'm just going to do this. This seems to be working out. So I did comedy professionally and, and toured all over the country. Moved to New York City, did that for four years. And actually my dad passed away. So I went back to Ohio and, and my mom was sicker than I thought. So I ended up being her caregiver for seven years. So then after I emerged from that, plus I'd gotten clean and sober, I quit smoking, I'd gotten a lot healthier. And plus when you watch somebody struggle for every breath and every step, it really begins to put your own life into perspective. And I really quit taking my, my health for granted. And I actually had a friend that had made the transition from stand-up comedy to keynote speaking. And she said, you're perfect for this. Your education, your passion for your message, and plus your humor background, your comedy chops. So she sort of mentored me, and that's kind of how I started. And interesting, interesting enough, this was 15 years ago, I met Michelle Francisco, who is sitting here with us today, at a safety council event. It was my very first one. It was in my hometown. And Michelle connected me with all these safety councils. I've spoken to almost all of them over the years, some of them two and three times, because the message of safety really falls in with the wellness message and the idea that we should all just lighten up. Uh, Heart disease is killing us. That's just the reality of it. And a lot of it has to do with stress. 
So people have to learn, you know, to, to just relax and to be optimistic and that kind of thing. So that's where my message comes from. So Michelle, Kay has been part of the safety council in the state of Ohio and in many areas, I hear. She has. And I marveled today as I was listening to her presentation because some of what she shared, I could quote you from seeing her dozens and dozens of times over the years. But at the same time, your message has absolutely evolved, Kay. And I sensed a very increased emphasis on the importance of health in your everyday life and also more modern references to control and what we can control and what we can't control as it relates to traffic and and texting and so many elements. So I definitely noticed a real evolution of your message today, which reflects the fact that you've had a lot of experience and obviously done a lot of study and research on your topic. So I was really impressed. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. But the, but the safety councils really gave me my start. I mean, that's where I, I really developed the message. And um, now I'm traveling all over the country, speaking to all the different kinds of groups, different kinds of events. Because it turns out stress is kind of universal. You know, stress is part of our life from having kids to the job to personal issues. Stress seems to be everywhere. And it does have an impact on how we work in the workplace. It can take our mind off the job. It can take our mind off the job, resulting in some type of workplace injury. Or it can just have an impact on production and quality of what we're doing in the workplace when we have that high stress level. Absolutely. And every element has to be in place. I mean, even if you think about if you don't get a good night's sleep, you know you don't operate at your best. And if you're not operating at your best, you're more likely to have an injury and also to not just operate the best you can be. So you're not giving yourself or the company you work for your absolute best because because you're tired. So that's just one element. So if you look at all the other elements, they all have to be in place, you know, for overall fitness and health and safety. Ironically, I sat next to a complete stranger this morning at the conference who, before Kay's presentation, we talked about the fact that sometimes we know we're stressed most when we have difficulty sleeping. And I suggested to her I said, this is what I've done to address those issues. And when I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and my mind starts working, I have a pad of paper and a Mm -hmm. pen there. And you talked about that, Kay. And Mm -hmm. of course, my conference mate and I shared a learned uh, glance after your comments. Yes. And sometimes just in the middle of the night when that happens or you can't go to sleep with so much on your mind, I say to myself, this is important and you need to think about this, but not now. Mm -hmm. You don't think about this now. You think about this later. Sometimes that kind of helps. So how do we deal with the stress? You know, waking up in the middle of the night, we could take some notes or try to push it off till later on. But what are some other things that you talk about of how we deal with stress and handle stress in, in our lives and work? Well, if we look at the example of, of the sleep issue, sometimes we don't get enough sleep, so then we over-caffeinate. So we over-caffeinate, we caffeine too late into the day, and then we get the three o'clock sleepies. Start reaching for sugar and carbs, maybe more caffeine, and then guess what? Can't sleep that night. Now we're on this wheel of, of doing that. And a lot of, of what we stress about is a matter of perception, frankly. It's because have you ever notice how you could be stressing about something, and another person like, yeah, doesn't bother me. This rolls off. You, you know, know how I, is I, that? I see that with what, between my wife and me sometimes. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm like, why are you so and stressed about this? It's okay. Oh, it's maddening. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it, it really is maddening. But it's the truth because what we perceive. As a stressful situation, is it's I mean it's complicated. It has a lot to do with our subconscious, our upbringing, our. Uh, but it really comes down to a choice, and people they resist that. But it really is on some level a choice. 
that we just have to simply decide this is not important. And I'll say some, I did not say this today, but this is the truth. And I read this quote. She said, Americans wear their stress like the rarest of orchids because it makes them feel busy, important, and in demand. So a lot of Americans simply don't want to let go of their stress Mm -hmm. because it just, again, it makes them feel good. It's almost part of our culture. It is part of our culture. Because if you meet somebody, they're like, oh, yeah, my life's really smooth and I'm feeling great. I mean, it's like you almost resent them. Like, what is wrong with you? You're not not American. That's not an engaging conversation. That's not an engaging conversation at all. Yeah. And and I think sometimes we kind of go to the negative. Sometimes, like, we run into somebody out in the community. We go, how are you doing? They go, oh, you know, same old, same old. Another day, another dollar. And then even if our life's going pretty good, we go, I know what you mean. Living the dream. It's because, like, we don't want people thinking we're conceited or full of ourselves. And people will. They don't want to hear us celebrate our, our good things. And, I mean, look at social media. You know, it seems like everybody's lives are perfect. And you yeah. get that fear of missing out. And you get that, that idea that your life's going good until you begin to compare it to somebody else's. They got perfect children. And the spouse sends flowers to the job every Monday. And look at this meal, you know, that I had the time to make and all that. But people love to be stressed. And until you get serious about it and really say, this is no way to live. and This is hurting my health. And I'm simply not going to stress about things. Now, it's inevitable. You're going to have some stress. Right. Because if you care about anything all, at all, you're going to have stress. If, if you have children, you're probably going to be as happy as your least happy child. I mean, that's just the reality. If you have no stress, you don't care about a whole lot. You're just flatlining through life. So you're going to have some stress. So all the more reason to not stress over things that don't matter. And those little first world problems that don't matter. Now, venting is healthy. It's okay to vent. We all like commiserate about the weather. Oh, this weather's day. Yeah, it's awful. Why do we live here? I don't know. Right. You know, that kind but of thing. But it is Ohio. It is Ohio. Yeah. And I, and I said today, if you're, if you know, you live in Ohio and you let the weather dictate your mood, you're going to be in a bad mood most of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but it is a choice and it takes vigilance. It takes day by day, moment by moment vigilance. Just checking in with ourselves, taking really deep breaths, making sure that the tension is not settled in our shoulders and that we're not in a stress response. This is the same as the fight or flight response, by the way. The lungs work harder, the muscles tense, the blood sugar levels constrict and dilate. And so when you're in that fight or flight, you're not allowing your body to, to the blood flow to work properly and your body isn't working at full capacity. And the fight or flight response is for emergencies. And we're not in an emergency. All day we act like a bear is chasing us, and it's not. But if we relax too much and we haven't had enough sleep, we're afraid we're going to fall asleep right there on the spot. So somewhere in the zone, you know, you want to be alert and awake and aware, but not stressed. So we have to make some minor adjustments every day and just constantly monitor it. There is no big magic bullet or potion to stress less. It is a conscious decision, and it's small day-by-day things. And quite frankly, I think some of it comes with age. You know, the older you get, the more you realize, I can't waste my time and energy on worrying about these things. You worry less about what people are thinking of you. You worry less about the things that don't matter. You start letting little things go. I think that's part of it, too. It's just seasoning. But I have seen Michelle talk about, she is she's aging in reverse. I want to tell you this. She has become so healthy. She's one of the healthiest people I know. 
and has lost weight and her complexion looks beautiful. I mean, she really is. She's walking the talk, believe me. You know, that, that poses the question then, Michelle. What have you learned from Kay to make such great advancements? <laughs> oh, well, laughter is mm. so important. Mm-hmm. And I took such joy today. I had a few women be around me who enjoyed your presentation so obviously today because I told someone earlier this morning, too, that Kay and I have known each other so long and I've heard so many of her presentations. And every time I hear Kay, whether it was the first time, the seventh time, or the 27th time, you made me laugh so hard I cried. <laughs> and there were several of those occasions today too. Um, but other things I've learned from Kay is the importance of social media from the standpoint of staying in touch with people. Kay has a very wide swath of people that she knows and connections, obviously from your travels all over the country. And I'm sure there are many people that stay connected with you that way. And yes, we have to fight the urge to compare. Yeah, right. But your travels are also so intriguing. And and you take pictures everywhere that you travel. And not only places, but people. And I really think a, a great takeaway of Kay's career in public speaking is the joy that she brings to other people and that she takes away from those oh, experiences too. You. It took me a long time to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, so... I feel pretty fortunate. I do. Everything kind of came together finally. You know, I was over 50. It took a while. But eventually it all plays yeah, out. eventually, yeah. And I think, Thank Michelle, you. you hit on an important factor, and it's that age-old analogy of laughter is the best medicine. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes you need a double shot of Nimrod. Well, but for the most part, yeah. But yes, it is. It really is. Yeah. And I think all too often we just get so tied up in the grind of work and we get tied up in the politics of America or whatever's going yes. on that we never just stop and just enjoy the moment and laugh. Well, anxiety is worrying about the future. Depression is worrying about the past. And when, we, when we're too mired in the past or the future, we're missing the present moment, which is all we really have. We should plan for the future, think of the future. We should learn lessons from the past. We should live in either one. We should live right in the moment because if we're elsewhere in our mind, we're not in the moment we're living. We're not really living. We're living elsewhere. And you're right, you know, these big major things that happen in the country and the globe and all that, you can get almost a compassion fatigue. You can get to where there is, it is so big. These issues are so big and can be so worrisome and you can feel so out of control. That you just like, I, I can't think about any of it. I can't, you know, we really can, can only care so much. But you have to just handle what's in your sphere. And it's okay to care about what's going on. But if you're getting red-faced over anything that you can't control or change, you are just, it's a recipe for a heart attack. Now do what you can. You know, it's kind of like the old serenity prayer. Give me the serenity, accept the things I can't change, the courage to change the things I can, but the wisdom to know the difference. I mean, that really is a good thing to live by. And we can learn that just in the workplace, too. I mean, there's stressors and there's pieces that we'll just never be able to control. No. From management or leadership, it's part of the job. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn to say, okay, this is what I can control. And this is what I can manage yes. that. Yes. And with that said, the one takeaway, the best takeaway uh, from my from today's presentation from Kay is the, the quote, done is the new perfect. Isn't that something? So many people fight perfectionism, so they just don't do anything. Well, just done is the new perfect. Right. Yeah. We have to be willing to accept at some point, this is the end. This is, we're done with this project. Right. Move we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. We can't just continually go back and, you know, I'm finishing up my degree and my master's right now. And that's hard to do sometimes. You finish that paper and then you go, 
I'm going to go look at it again. I, and I'm going to tweet you this. just keep playing with it. Yeah. Playing and with it. It's hard to sometimes just let that piece go. Well, they say with authors, the book is never done until the publisher rips it out of their hands. It just is never going to be done. It's never going to be right. It's never going to be perfect. But done is the new perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming out today. Absolutely. This has been very informative. Thank you. Um, we look forward to hearing you at future conferences and uh, working together with you. Uh, Michelle, thank you for the support of the safety councils and all the work you do here in the state of Ohio. Such good work they're doing. Thank Such you. Such good work. You know, they're saving millions of dollars, but they're really protecting workers and keeping people safe and healthy and alive, frankly. It's really good work they do. Yes, it is. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Everyone out there, be safe. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.